Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear her pretty well. Yeah, it's not too bad. She's loud and clear over here. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yes, you are. Good job. <laughs> many noises. Welcome back to Run Amok with Rex and Chuck, and, and allow me to welcome myself back since mm-hmm. I actually missed the last installment. Nice. This, of course, is Chuck. To my left is Rex, who I have missed dearly, and a man who I've perhaps missed even more, our producer, Nate. And of course, oh, sitting, I see how it is. sitting down the hall from us in his private intern booth is Dutch. Yeah, who's uh, working on getting me some water. It's actually the bathroom. It's our guest bathroom, but I kind of turned it into a little area for him to work. We are counting on him not knowing that. Uh, Some cultural differences there. (laughs) Um, I think he'll know. I think he'll notice. It's a very small space (laughs) with a toilet and a sink, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, when his work uh, proves that he can handle a more civilized space, Uh he'll get one. Right. Maybe he'll (laughs) even make it to the desk someday. Maybe. In any case, uh, I have been told that there's some interest in this thing called the Bible, <laughs> right? So we've talked about it previously. Um, I think we did a discussion on favorite, most meaningful books for us, right? Um, because mm-hmm. most believers, they'll, they'll have like a life verse or a life book, you know, a, a certain book of the text that they go back to and that they always find is useful and fruitful for them. Um, but now there's been some interest in just knowing how we arrived at the modern Bible and why there's such a diversity of translations in modern Christianity. So, um, you know what, guys, I'm actually going to, I'm going to sit on the bench for a second (laughs) and let you reason this one out. No, I'm interested to see, uh, how right, much foreknowledge right, there is? Really, about you're this. bunting okay. right away. Yeah, no. <laughs> I see. How many? Is. How many translations? Or not translations? That's not what we're talking about. How many different versions? So, like, there's the the new international version. There's the that is a translation. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Same I didn't. I, I mean to say when not, you think not of translations, translations. Oh, I yeah. see. So yeah, you're yeah. thinking of like German, English, Hebrew. Right. 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 Stuff like that. But how many? Why do we have so many in? English. Sure. Yeah, Nate, why do That's we have question. so many versions of the Bible? What do you Put me think? On the spot. Yeah, no. Well, um, I'll I'll answer too, but I want to know what you think. I've so I've read mostly the NIV um from personal experience. I I guess that's what I just grew up on, um New International Version. Mm-hmm. Um Chuck, you use English Standard Version a lot? Our our church the the church standard is English yeah. Standard ESV. Um a lot of my personal reading actually done out of the New Living Translation. Oh yeah, NLT, right. Um and then Probably the Bible I have used the most, just for my own personal King enrichment. James. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, is it's a, a C.S. Lewis Bible. So basically, what it is is just the Bible, and then there's selections from his writings. You know that might be relevant to a certain okay. verse, or perhaps they were even written about a certain verse. Yeah, yeah. And that's published in the New Revised Standard Version. Hmm. Another C.S. Lewis fan. Like I feel her. like we're getting a hint in his answers as to sure. why there are different versions. It's possibly. Well, um, the way I was told or taught, I think, is that they they all have different things, different perspectives or values to bring to the table as far as like speaking to you personally and your style. So there's a reason that like Chuck enjoys that version, yeah, C.S. Lewis version. There's a reason that I gravitate towards the NIV. There's a reason that a person gravitates towards a certain translation. Um, and like, 
I know there's one, I think it's called The Message, that's mm-hmm. very like uh, modernized. Corey, Corey's into that one, right? Oh, uh, no. No? Yeah. Absolutely oh. not. <laughs> oh, maybe, that's, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe she it's just like, hates The Message. Well, I, I think it's it, people will criticize it because it gets too far from the original like text, text because yeah. the point of it, I think the point of it is to like give you the gist of things and, and like sort of do a little bit of your hard thinking for you so that you don't have to like... I've never actually read the message, yeah. but in my mind, it's always been to me like, what if, okay, you had like this 17, 18 year old valley girl completely <laughs> memorize the Bible and then give you her version. There you it. go. Like, right. In my mind, that's how I th- and, thought of it. No that offense, can be completely right. off, but... <laughs> no offense not to the people who, who created the truth. it. But really. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of really like... Yeah, it's funny. I don't know, evened out of like, okay, this is how it would maybe sound yeah. to somebody who's very, very modern. Yeah, yeah, like super Or yeah, at least thinks modern. they are. It's like the opposite of the King James Version, I guess, yeah. in my mind. Oh. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's all. So, since we're talking about it, why do people love the King James Version? I Is it just because of how long it's been around? Old stuff. I people. think it's, it's partly that. Um, I, there does seem to be this tradition... I find it mostly with like old school Southern Baptists, uh-huh. um, this tradition. So like somewhere, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> no. in the history of of that or or some related denomination, this idea about the King James version started getting spread around that that is an anointed, special, holy, blessed translation of the Bible, and therefore that's the only one intended to be read in the church intended by god hmm. to be read in the church that's extreme and i've met people who really like they'll go to the mat for that there is something special about how it just it hits you when you hear it being read in king james maybe for some people yeah, really, no, but it just when feels i when like i hear there's so it, much weight to it man because it's an old know. english yeah when i hear the old english a lot of times i'm just like man why why go through the extra trouble for like no additional <laughs> exactly. benefit? That's like you saying. don't speak oh. this language. You might sure. as well be trying to read it in Spanish. <laughs> you know? I guess. Yeah. All right. So how about you, Rex? What how is your answer? Why do, why do I think? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, you know, nobody's ever actually told me, Ah. but I feel like I've kind of gleaned it from just being around all the different churches I've gone to and the different pastors and talking about why they like different ones for different studying or like, okay, I really like this one when I'm just reading to myself, or I really like this one when I'm like trying to put together a sermon, or I really like this because it's, you know, I can read it to my kids, like whatever Mm. the reason is, I think you're right in that there is, there's just a flavor of personal preference. And then there's a, they do definitely like, it's not, um, it's not like every word is different in them. There's a lot of similarities in them. Just select words are changed. And it could be because those words really do have multiple meanings in like the original language. And some people literally think, well, based on context, I think it's this meaning. And then other people are like, I disagree. I think it's this meaning. So they made a different version. Um, and then it's kind of up to you to be like, well, I kind of, I tend to agree more with this side versus this side. That's why I think that we have them. Why we have so many, though, not too sure. Yeah, it does seem like, a little why excessive. Why we have as many as we have, but at least for two, three, four different versions, I could see it being because of 
translations because the original language was just so nuanced with with meaning and context and yeah and, and like it almost when i think about it I'm almost like man is english just like a dumb language yeah like, are no. we just not that smart english no, is also very like, nuanced how come we don't have eight different ways to say love you know like well we kind of do i guess maybe we, we do. do there's yeah. there's love there's like like <laughs> yeah. yeah but then you just sound dumb like imagine somebody else like 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 i yeah. like like i like like you there's a door yeah. there's you sound like a yeah. caveman there there are things i mean yeah. a door uh, english i think it's, it's because we have adverbs right well yeah okay so, so that's why you yeah. can love in a brotherly way yep you there can you love go in an affectionate way you can love in but a like, romantic you gotta use way this whole sentence when they just have this nice little word true yeah anyways what do you think what do you know well <laughs> <laughs> um the short answer is it's it's a blend of history and mission and intention and 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 purpose and some of those words are synonyms i realize but his, historically just at different points in the timeline it's been appropriate for different translations to arise right so to understand that you sort of have to know how we arrived at a bible because until the fourth century at the council of nicaea you you don't have a unified canon of the bible christians generally agreed this is what the biblical texts are. These are the ones that we're going to read and teach in our congregations. Um, but then you have these heretics rise up, and <laughs> one of them actually forms a canonical list of biblical texts. And the actual like Orthodox Church hasn't done that yet, so they form this council and they say, well, we can't have these heretics out there right. doing better work than we are. Right. <laughs> so they form the biblical canon that we know today as the Old and New Testament. And that's actually why um, in Catholic churches, their Bible does look different. Mm -hmm. They include a series of texts that we know as the Apocrypha, um, which really are texts that the theology was so weird that the early church pointed out these texts and said, yeah, these don't line up with the stuff that Jesus taught, so that can't be part of the Bible. Uh -huh. Some of them are just outright myths. There's Saint something or other and his dragon. Awesome. <laughs> um, Wait, why am I not Catholic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that part uh, seems working. You know, some of them are what they call the pseudopigraphia. They are texts written under oh. an assumed... That was fun. <laughs> written <laughs> under up. an assumed name that we know wasn't actually written by that person. So one of the ones is called the the Wisdom of Solomon, right? And it's supposed to be like another book of Proverbs kind of. Sure. But we know Solomon didn't write it. Like it's written centuries upon centuries after he Just lived like, and died. Listen, I got some wisdom. Let's slap Solomon's name on it. Right. Yeah. And that's that's not an uncommon thing in ancient writing yeah. that someone would assume the name of like some ancient great person and, and write under their name. So that's the, the pseudopigraphia oh, the didn't make it in people. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You know, Einstein, well, I'm just like him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you may as well take everything nowadays, I say. Yeah. It would be as if like someone Almost. wrote a novel, like wrote a, a an autobiographical well, it be novel. It wouldn't be plagiarism because it's not the, actual wisdom of that person oh you're just using their name yeah it's okay it's different yeah it would be like if you wrote a yeah. fiction now but you you said that it was written like under einstein's name okay right, right. so yeah. you write some like autobiography about albert einstein going back to germany and like killing zombie hitler that's a movie right? i think <laughs> 
I think that's a real thing. I I guess I wouldn't be surprised. We've done so much zombie stuff and kind of Nazi zombie stuff that maybe that exists. But yeah. um, if that movie's not out there, someone should get on get that. It, get Einstein was a lot cooler than people think he was, but he wasn't just some nerd. Uh, in well, any case. We needed sound effects. That's right. Yeah. In any case, so it's it's like I said, it's it's a blend of, of history and, and, and purpose and intention, right? So you go back to the fourth century, the, the biblical canon gets established, but it's it's all still in Greek, right? And then at some point, um, it changes over into Latin, and then from Latin into German. And then finally, in the 1500s, we go from German into English, and that's where we have the authorized version, otherwise known as the King James Version. And for a long time, that's that's all we have right. in the English language. So that's what the pilgrims bring over with them. Uh, flash forward a couple centuries, the American Standard Version gets written. That becomes a very popular translation. Okay. Right? So historically, it's just it's become appropriate that new translations come up, especially as researchers and translators find more and more families of Greek manuscripts. Uh. So when the King James Version was written, the Greek manuscripts we had to translate from, the, the collection we had was, was quite limited, and the access that the English kingdom had was somewhat limited. But by the time you know English Standard Version arises, we now have several families spanning across different centuries, we know which texts are more reliable, you know, more, more like what the original teachings probably were. Um, so we can choose some of those manuscripts over maybe some that the KJV went with. And yet, even with the English Standard Version, um, which is probably one of the top three popular translations in the U.S., there's still probably like 85 to 90% agreement with what the King James Version says. So um, the faithfulness of translation and preservation of the ancient texts is is actually very astoundingly high. Okay, that's respectable. Um, We know a lot. That's really the significance of the Dead Sea Scrolls Mm -hmm. in Christian life. Like those were found and that confirmed for so many that we really had been accurately translating these texts down across the generations. That's good. Because um, there's a complete version, for instance, of Isaiah, and it's like word for word accurate to what a modern English version of Isaiah would say. Nice. Same order and everything. So, so last question. What kind of credentials do I need before I go out and put out my own version. The Rex version. Well, yeah, the Rex yeah. translation. It's funny you should ask the, that. And the NRV, the new Rex yeah, version. Yeah, I like it. And that kind of brings me to like the purpose and intentionality part of the answer. So you sort of have the historical answer now, just right. that at different times, our knowledge of the ancient text has grown. It's become appropriate uh, for new translations to arise. Also, just changes in language. Like I said, you don't speak Old English. So why would you study you the Bible that. in Old English? You don't know that. Yes, I, mean, I do. <laughs> but, I've been uh, to a Renaissance fair. Right. I don't doubt that. But, <laughs> you know, we can we can put on the act, sure. you know, yeah. and, and change our, our thises to thines and stuff like that. Yes. But um, it's not a language that we live in. Right. Oh, that sounds so, cool. so So that's like the historical answer. But the purpose and intentionality answer is there's sort of a spectrum of purpose for biblical text, right? The ESV lives actually at the far end of what you would call the functional side Mm. of the spectrum, where it is trying to stay very true to the original wording of the text, 
right? It is preserving word for word what the most ancient manuscripts say, and they don't really care if some parts are going to read awkwardly in modern English because this is what the ancient texts say, mm-hmm. right? Then there's like the expressionist side where as long as you can express the theme of what the ancient texts were trying to say and the idea that's there, Mm -hmm. you can use more modernized versions of the English. You can change words around. You can change sentence structure to make it read better so so that it's easier to understand. That's where we get something like the message. So yeah, the message lives at the far end of that side of the spectrum. 18-year-old valley girls in California can (laughs) understand the Bible now. Uh, New living, probably a little bit closer to like the expressionist side of the spectrum, but actually somewhere in the middle. And when I meet people who are fairly new believers and they say, well, what kind of Bible should I buy? I Ah. most often point them to NLT because there's going to be a few verses, especially like (laughs) in the Torah, um, that they're going to come across in the ESV that are just going to puzzle them. But in the NLT, they'll read those verses and they'll go, oh, wow, okay. You know, this nice. this does read a little bit easier. However, the NLT does preserve the function of the original text a lot more than, say, the message does. Good, good. Now, nice balance. the message is really the work of one guy. Oh. So this is where we're going to get to Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> to... Pay attention because this is how I'm going right. to do it. Yeah, yeah. So the message came about because this guy Eugene Peterson came along, Eugene, and said, "Hey, um, there needs to be a translation of the text that modern audiences will just be able to access very easily, uh, that expresses for the most part what those older translations are trying to say, <laughs> but that makes it make more sense in a modern context." And he took it upon himself. Uh-huh. To write that translation without like an editorial board, um, it's which just most this one guy, yeah, just one dude. Awesome. And most translations, by the way, have like a committee. So the NIV right. has a committee of but who all pick, PhDs. Who picks these people though? The committees. Yeah. Who? How do they get defined? Oh, yeah, like that's a good question. Um, probably like any like good committee. Like... They they go into the seminaries. They find people who have published papers okay. about translation. They do some research. Yeah. And um, like, okay, so for instance, at my right. seminary, two of the professors I studied under are on the committee for the NIV. Oh, wow. cool. Uh, so shouts out to Dr. Mark Strauss and Dr. Janine Brown. Added listeners. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, they'll hear this. Uh, official <laughs> friends of the show. Uh-huh. But um, they were both on the translation committee for the NIV. Nice. Okay. And they're scholars in Greek. They both taught Greek at the seminary. And uh, Dr. Strauss taught New Testament. Um, you know, she specialized in Matthew's gospel. He specialized in Luke. And because they published so many papers, committee forms to translate the NIV, they seek out people like this. ESV has its own committee. I think theirs is more a blend. NIV is more like textual historical scholars. ESV has enough of those, but there's also some like theology experts on that board. I think Wayne Grudem is on it. Uh, John MacArthur might be involved there. Oh yeah. But, I go um, way back with John MacArthur. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, wow. in any case, so like a translation can arise just from one person's mission and purpose. So Eugene Peterson said, we need a very understandable, accessible version of the text. He writes the message. All right. So um, give me, give me there's like a translation. There's a translation called the Passion translation. I want to say that's the go-to version for Hillsong. 
It might have uh-huh. actually been written specifically for their purposes, but that's a similar story where it's like one person or one small team of people, not necessarily from the academic realm, who get together and say, hey, uh, there's a, a way to translate this that would be more beneficial to our church for our purposes. And so mm-hmm. they just write it. So it wasn't, like it wasn't Mel Gibson. We didn't no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, that's I probably good. I, yeah. We are running shorter on time, um, but... Uh, and I don't know if there's a quick answer to this, but those kind of translations where it is literally one guy or one girl, whatever, um, person. One, one entity. Yeah. Uh, are those trustworthy? Well, it depends on how much Do you we trust take them the author. Seriously? Yeah. Um, like, I trust more in a cloud of witnesses yeah. than in one. Um, but the truth is, like, I used to have a much harder edge when it came to the message. You know, like I used to tell people, avoid it at all costs. Yeah, yeah. I still don't direct people to it. Right. Right. I, I go with NLT. Yeah. Um, for new believers, especially if you're doing something academic or, you know, you want you really want to, like, study this in a scholarly way. I always direct people to ESV. Sure. NIV is good there, too. ESV and NIV agree like 98 percent of the time. OK. Um, but when it comes to can you trust the message it really depends on how much you trust eugene peterson yeah um now he was a great theologian he was a pastor for like decades um had a, a fantastic ministry and you can read it and it's like if you know if you know what's there in the esv or niv you can recognize okay this is saying essentially the same thing but there is something about the very modern english kind of low english of it that still it like offends my conscience <laughs> but you are a um, scholar so that's kind of I, I, I guess but like i try not to be a snob about it sure. so when i meet people <laughs> but <you> who are. <laughs> are very into the message i don't go like Ugh. no we don't judge them just <laughs> for that do, you know like you should throw that away right like you have know? you have you tried the nrv yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me introduce you to the, if you can read that crap yeah read this. there you go um that's you know I, I was surprised to learn that really one of the patriarchs of our church, uh, oh. Graham Krauss, yeah. who founded one of the two churches that became Rockridge in the timeline, uh-huh. was super into the message. Interesting. <laughs> you, know, you know, I I can see that. And he was he was like a more old school, studious, quiet oh, yeah. kind of guy. So I would have thought like, oh, he's probably, you know, KJV or bust probably. <laughs> um, but then I was talking after he passed away, I was talking to a member of his family about it and they said, oh, there's his Bible. And I was surprised to find it was message. a message translation. Cool. And someone said, That's oh cool. yeah, he, he loved the message. <laughs> you know, I think he also had that, like that contextual knowledge, like you were saying how he's, he's read, the other stuff, the, yeah. the functional stuff, and he knows like it enough to be able to judge that thing by those standards, and yeah. that's interesting. So, ten years as a worship leader—that's not enough, probably. I mean, <laughs> go for it if you're gonna do it, yeah. but I'd say have like a real objective. I'm gonna come in by the way. Write the... <laughs> yeah, I mean some some translations <laughs> <You'd> have <be> <laughs> quiet. <laughs> some translations have a very specific objective. So like NRSV, my objective is that my opinion is better than everyone and else. to make oh, money. Well, obviously, <laughs> people need. I wouldn't sell it. <laughs> I'd give it away for free. Uh-huh. And so like lead people astray. So it'll be it'll be one of the things where it's like, oh, you can access it for free. Pay whatever Freemium. you want. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You just you pay what you think it's worth. It's the humble bundle. Yeah, people are like, yeah. Uh, the humble dollar. bundle. <laughs> like NRSV yeah. had a very specific mission. They have their own committee, but they 
basically agree with ESV most of the time. Um, but their main difference was we want to take all of the gendered language and make it gender neutral. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Um, except modern, except when they talk about God himself. Sure. So like God gets to keep. <laughs> he gets to so be God a, does not get to yeah, be a woman. In their but, translation, but, uh, God gets to keep his male character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but any time in the original text, it might just say brothers. Sure. For instance, in a lot of Paul's letters, sure. they add and sisters. Oh, right. Or they'll yeah. change a he to a they. They should just change it to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey y'all pay listen the up. texas standard version thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that's actually TSV. there actually is kind of a joke about that in like the world of greek translation because they have they have a second person plural way of translating different verbs which right? is y'all exactly um but when you translate it into english right uh-huh <laughs> you it you basically write it as like you all yeah because you don't want to just write you because that could be confused for being singular first person right, right. Uh-huh. or singular right um see this is what i'm talking about second English person is singular. Like a dumb language yeah so <laughs> there's this joke that like for greek students okay translate the second person plural into y'all or you all yeah, yeah. you know y'all yeah that's perfect y'all is easy so I hope you all learned something. That's right. <laughs> yes. Today. Perfect. Excellent. I like it. So yeah, that's that's kind of the the long and short of it. If you've ever wondered, hey, why when I go to you know Lifeway or Barnes and Noble and I go to the Bible section, there's so many different translations. Part of the answer is because there is a history of translation. Part of the answer is because even among modern translations, there are different purposes to each one. So. You know, you can usually actually find a statement from the translation committee in the first few pages, you know, there where all the copyright material and information is. Is that what um, that is? Yeah. So go ahead and, and take a look at that. That's where I found out, like, that that's what the mission of the NRSV is, okay. you know, awesome. and what the ESV's mission is. Um, there is no singular answer if someone was like, well, what's the best one? Right. It depends on who you are. It can depends I, on what you're doing. Can I admit something right now? <laughs> what? The Bible that I own and use right now, yeah. not the one on my phone, but the actual paperback Bible. Hmm. Uh, I chose it because of how it looks. Ooh, <laughs> on yeah. the outside, it had like this leather look and like beautiful. All the other ones that were like different versions and stuff, they were yeah. all like no, I mean, glossy Corey, paper. I didn't like it. I think Corey did specifically look for an ESV, but the Bible she has that she loves and has made her own, uh, she picked it because it had a nice yellow little floral design yeah. on the so front, cute. and that's that. her favorite is it, color. Is it NIV? Uh, no, it's ESV. Yeah. Okay. But I, I ended up with yeah. NIV. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a fine this translation. This one's got leather on it. That's cool. It's kind of black, right? It, 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 they had a black Bible. Oh, it wasn't black. No, oh. Amanda's is. Okay. Man, I'm jealous. She got one from her I'm school. actually there waiting. You go. Uh, I ordered a new ESV Bible that's on its oh, way. You know what? If I went online, I bet I could find an awesome Bible. You all should do that, by the way. And it's, there you go. Uh, it's, go find it's, the most awesome It's Bible. got a... It's like the only stupid luxury purchase I've made in a while. It's well, got a buffalo. I don't know if I believe that. Right. It's, it's got a... <laughs> First of all. <laughs> look, dude, I shop at the Gap Outlet, okay? <laughs> but I... it's got a buffalo leather case. Buffalo? Wow. Yeah. Cool. What color? Is it just brown? Dark brown. Yeah, and cool. it's going to have my name on the front. Oh, it's going to say personally... Pastor Charles D. Wolf. What? So, yeah, so I'm like, waiting uh... on that. I actually wouldn't have gotten it, um, but... You know, when I, and so here's, all right, interesting tidbit. We'll <laughs> close right. the show on this. Right, close it up. So I make the slides for our sermons in yeah. the ESV. Yeah. I read in person from the 
NRSV. That's my C.S. Lewis Bible. Yeah, I've noticed. I started doing that to make people curious about different translations. At least that was my intention. It's intentional. That was my hope. Ah. I thought it was kind of by accident. No, my hope was that was... people would see and hear the difference and they'd go. I've just been sitting there like, man, what a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they'd go, oh, yeah, there are different translations. Hey, let me go ask him why this verse might read in a different order in this version so as opposed to this version. Work? Well, yeah. no, instead what I've gotten are two. Two confrontations huh? with members who have come up and oh, yeah. said, you know, it's very confusing. Yes. <laughs> that Same, thank you. The words yeah. you read are not the words on the screen. That is yeah. fair. That so, is a fair I'm statement. trying to follow along, and yeah. then you say this so, word, and I see that word. Yeah. I don't know why they're Southern all of a sudden. Well, so I said, all right, forget <laughs> it. At least I'll, one of them is. I'll order an ESV Bible for myself so I don't steal Corey's every Sunday. Ah, and uh, uh, I'll read from that from now on. Okay, so, okay. All right, all right. Very or good. you could have just done the slides in the version that you have, I, that you I have been reading. Yes, yeah. If you're going to yeah. read it anyway, you're halfway there. Yeah. It's the second Bible but I bought this one. year, actually. Oh. Wow. Because I also bought one called the Complete Jewish Bible that their translation board is a majority uh, Messianic Jews. Okay. Yeah. Who were like Hebrew well, scholars. Well, I would hope that they're Messianic yeah. Jews. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to non And they're Hebrew the Jews. Yeah. They're Hebrew scholars. Everything at this point is crap. <laughs> <laughs> and the intention was uh, to preserve the original no offense. Uh, Jewish names of different characters, events, and things. So uh, they do not use the name Jesus. Yeshua? He's referred to as Yeshua okay. or Yeshua of Nazareth or sure. Yeshua the Messiah throughout the whole New Testament part well, of the text. That's kind of cool. Um, you know, the... The Feast of Tabernacles is referred to by its original Jewish name. The Fe Festival of Lights, Hanukkah, is referred to by its original Jewish name. Um, so, they, yeah, they preserve Which is Hanukkah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, How do you know? I, you know, so the, uh, I think Peter is referred to as... Cephas. Kepha throughout oh, yep. the text. Okay. And, I see I pronounced uh, it wrong. Well, that's okay. You knew it. I knew how it spelled. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's stuff like that. And I thought that was kind of neat. That's it's kinda, especially that's neat to read cool. the Old Testament version. Yeah, very good. Of that. Yeah. Well, wrapping up episode 10, this has been Run Amok with Rex and Chuck. Please follow us, like us, uh, leave us a review, rarcpodcast.com. Thank you much. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? To get to your side. All right. Good job. That's a good one. That's a classic. It is. Why did he cross the playground? I don't know. To get to your slide. <laughs> Very nice. Good job. Good job. Woo. All right. Thanks, Soraya. That was beautiful. Is that going to be one of, one of her jokes at the talent show? I think uh -huh. so. Well done.